What's good, people? This is episode 43. It's Rob McLean. Sports Debate Tuesday. The episode starts right now. This is episode 43. We're entering this Thanksgiving week. And for me, I'm going to go old school on you guys. I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. <laughs> Rob McLean, episode 43, Sports Debate Tuesday. What's good, bro? What's happening, brother? Hey, people, thank you for joining us. This is going to be a shortened episode, but, but. We are accepting quality over quantity this time. We're going to go straight to our NFL pick six. Before I give you my guest this week, let's take a look at how we did last week. Let's check. Our, my man Cameron Beans decided to take this assignment, and these are the results. Me, it's a normal week. I'm two and four. <laughs> Letting the worst get worser or more worse. Um, that's not Chris Ships, actually. That's Cameron Beans. I have Ships there by accident. And there's Rob McLean at a beautiful, near immaculate five and one now let's check the cumulative results let's go right now i'm 21 and 31 our guests are combined 32 and 20 and rob is 30 and 22 catching up an inch at a time yep yeah hey listen i'm inching closer and you're inching further away i'm inching further away you're inching closer it's ridiculous all right, so let's take a look at our guest this week. It is the one, the only Sacred Heart University's own four-year starter, outside hitter for them, uh, middle and then outside hitter, and and just fell in love with the beach. Jeff, I call him Republican Space Ranger Shitso. <laughs> you know, he's an independent, though. Yes, he is. Listen, that man, I, I ain't trying to get all political here, but he said he ain't vote for the orange man. He, he, is, he is a conservative, but... I don't know. Maybe he, I mean, I don't know. He's not. I would love to find. Yeah. I would love to see, you know, an yeah. independent truly run against, yeah. uh, you know, the two parties. How it's, about that? Dude, it's time, right? I mean, I, to this, actually, this year was time, but uh, I think the problem is they wait too long and, and you, you too long, too late. You don't, you don't have the wave. You get, you got to start right now. That is very true. Pretty that much right true. at our inauguration day. Go have a four year plan. Jesse's too old, too bad. And here we go. <laughs> NFL pick six, the Ravens versus the Steelers, Rob. Woo, the Ravens visiting the Steelers on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. I mean, man, oof. that's hard because I really feel like Lamar Jackson is going to just blow up the field this week. I don't know what it is. I think it's just a Thanksgiving kind of thing, but um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Steelers on this one. Rob McLean. Don't, don't we get tired of like picking against the Steelers and losing? I, I think I've done that five times. This team is 10 and 0 right now. So I've been wrong all the time. And I was right with them once the first game of the season. You picked the Giants. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was that was more faith. Hey, nostalgic, um, you know. And there comes a time where you stop saying the team is fortunate. Uh, I got to go with the Steelers. I mean, they're hosting, the, um, again, a well-coached team. Ben Roethlisberger, even in his worst game this year, is not beating himself. And, and when you have a, Ro- a big Ben who's not beating himself and a good Ben is just, like, beating everybody deep, Chase Claypool is a problem, mm-hmm. okay? Juju Smith-Schuster is a problem. And Connor, you know, is just enough, is just enough to keep 
you know, to keep the field stretch and still respect, you know, still respect that front line. So I got to go with the Steelers. Um, mm. Jeff Schitzel. <laughs> Come on. What do we know about him? What do we know about Jeff? Can you guess who he picked? Is he going? Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a Baltimore guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, again, I don't hate this pick this week. I don't hate the Baltimore pick any week. You know, I just, I, what they're doing right now, I think they're starting to find, uh, you know, teams are starting to find out what to do with Lamar. So, Jeff is, we'll he's Ravens all the way. Uh, hey, game two. <laughs> Titans visiting the Indianapolis cult. This is such an interesting pick. I'm going to go first on this one. And I'm, and I'm picking this one on the fly because I looked it over and over and over again. And these are the teams you kind of bet against when it's close. And they're the ones that are always winning, except this week they're playing each other. <laughs> Phil Rivers is a problem. Mike Vrabel's a very, very good coach. Tannehill was the one that, that helped this team come back, and Henry's the one that finished. And I think we're going to see a similar result. I'm going with the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I, I like – I think, again, the Titans are a team. You know, some teams, uh, it all changes. But I think they're a team who, you know, they're going to beat the the lesser teams and, and the teams they're, they're trying to beat, you know, that those playoff teams, they're, they're 50-50. You know, it's a big toss-up. So I think this is one of those teams they beat. Um, and yeah, so I'll go with the Titans. Yeah, good. Uh, Jeff is Schitzel is also going to go with the Titans. So that's a three a three way horse. But I got to tell you, that's a two horse race in that division. I thought it was just a one horse yeah. race. Mm -hmm. Colts are competing there for real, and Rivers is all but resuscitated his career. Where people um, care to talk about him. Let's go game three. This one you're going to go first. It's the Panthers visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Do the Vikings recover from that loss to the Dallas Cowboys? <sighs> I mean, I think for me, it's more of a, the Panthers have been playing really good football. You know, I think they've, they've kind of caught their stride. They've been playing at a certain level, and the Vikings are a team that's just super roller coaster, big ups, big downs. Um, so I'm going to go with the, the Panthers on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one because, like you said, it is a roller coaster, but the roller coaster hits its highest point when they play at home. I think second cousin is going to stretch the field with Thielen. I think Dalvin Cook, I mean, he got hurt, but he's not injured. I believe he's going to play, and as long as he's playing, I'm going to go with the Vikings. And Jeff, our man, Sacred Heart's own <laughs> Jeff Schitzel. What do we got, Jeff? Jeff's got the Panthers. He's got the Panthers. All right. Game four. Game four is me. I'm going to go first on this one. It is the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, who hail married my Buffalo Bills. The Cardinals this time are visiting the New England Patriots. I, this is a really, really tough pick for me, but Bill Belichick always seems to have problems against these mobile quarterbacks, you know, and you got Hopkins, you know, you got to respect Fitzgerald, Drake, um, quietly averaging like 80 to 100 yards a game he had 100 against against the buffalo bills defense but that's that's nothing to write home about the bills let everybody run over them uh patriots are bend but don't break and it's a, if it's a tight game situation i can always rely on cam to turn over the ball before kyler murray i'm gonna go with the, the cardinals yeah you know i actually this is a really tough game for me to choose um i really i think you know talking about like types of teams again I think the Cardinals are a team who will will go 50-50 against anybody. You know, whether it's the best team in the league or the worst team in the league, they they may or may not lose that game. So um, <clears throat> when it comes to a team like the Patriots, where they probably should beat them, 
maybe they're taking their the you know the gas off the pedal just a little bit because they feel like they they might not easily win the game but they are you know not the underdog in the game finally um that you know the, the patriots will scheme really well cam newton i i do think he's going to play good football you know i just he just came off of COVID, you know, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to get back in the flow of football. But when he does, he is MVP caliber, you know. I mean, eh, maybe a notch down from MVP caliber, but that's what you need from a quarterback. Yeah. Um, and then talking about the mobile quarterbacks real quick, uh, Belichick has never actually had really a mobile quarterback in his practice to, to, to mimic. I mean, of course he has, but Not somebody one. at the level of Cam Newton. Not you one. Know, and now you, you can kind of – you know, game plan a little better for the Russell Wilsons and the Lamar Jacksons. And so it's, um, I, I think that, you know, the defense is going to be better than ever. And I think that, you know, the Patriots are consistent enough. I think that the Patriots going to win this game. So I'm going to pick the Patriots here. Very good. Jeb Schitzel picks the Cardinals as well, but the very, very good point. I mean, the Patriots right now at four and six, they, they probably know 10 and six gets in the division, including, mm-hmm. you know, a remaining game against the Buffalo Bills. So they know they have to mind their P's and Q's. And I think Bill uh, coaches his best when his back, his back's to the wall. And, and I, I oh. believe Cam, Cam is going to finish strong. I just, the question is, is, is it going to be too little too late? You know, does do they, mm-hmm. do they only win the last four, but lose a, a bunch of games in between where there's, they're just, I don't know. They're just trying to have have, have a strong finish in their season. I, I got to say this, though. The Patriots surprised me in the beginning of the season of how much offense they could accumulate, mm-hmm. you know, with how little talent they had. They, they they put up points. So that's what I'm saying. I think if they can have good defense, they can put up the points to win. <clears throat> cool. All right, we got game five. You're going to go first on this. I put the San Francisco – I got the San Francisco 49ers. For some reason, I put Miners. <laughs> Hello. Um, visiting the L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams, victors last night over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Who you got, Rob? I really like the Rams, man. I don't know what they're doing. They're just – something in the organization is clicking again. Maybe they got some bad, you know, some uh, bad locker room presence out. Or, you know, they're creating a good locker room presence or they're just building from a good foundation. But something's clicking right now. Their defense looks stout. You know, golf is playing solid football. I just I really like what they're doing. So I'm on with the Rams. Dude, they shut down the run and they dared Goff to beat him with his arm and beat him with his arm. He did 367 yards passing. Uh, 49ers defense is pretty stout, but they don't really have an answer on the other end. And if it's a low scoring affair, I'm going to go with um, Sean McVay on this and I'm going to go with golf as all golf. Really all, really all golf has to do is like, you know, if he's going to turn over the ball, if he's going to take a shot, just make it deep. Right. It's equivalent to a punt. And, and mm-hmm. I think Ramsey and I think Donald can can get the ball back for him multiple times. I actually oh, yeah. I'm actually I think you can co-sign with me. I see at least two turnovers. Um, the Rams oh, actually sure. getting two turnovers with that defense. And like you said, they're, hey, spe- they're, they're in this try. They're special right now, dude. And I like to say that the two most important positions you have to have on your defensive football team is a star cornerback yep. and a, a star defensive lineman. If you do not have those two things, your defense yeah. is not. Yeah. And if you have <laughs> three, if you have like all three, level. if you have all three levels, like front four linebacker and and like DB, like the Ravens did mm-hmm. um, when they won, you know, Ray Lewis, Suggs, and um, uh, um, Reed. Mm-hmm. That's golden, man. And they're, they're, they're one linebacker away from that, right? Schetzel's going to go with the Rams here. It's pretty academic. So cool. So we're going to go to our last game, and I'm going to go first on this one. This is the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe it's a, is it a night game? Sunday night game? Ah, doesn't matter. The Chiefs 
are visiting the Tampa Bay Bucks. So the question is, did the Tampa Bay Bucks okay. recover from this loss? And the answer to me is absolutely yes. There is no team that bounces back from a loss better than Tom Brady. They have the tools, and I think this whole filling out process of overfeeding Antonio Brown, uh, that experiment's done. You got you to listen. It is a diva-driven position, uh, position no matter how humble the wide receivers is. Mike Evans is not a diva. No one, no one would even dare call him that. But Mike Evans knows that if you throw the ball to him and he's been productive and you're throwing the ball to the other guy and he's not been, it is common sense. It's not divaism to say I want the ball in, in that case. And I think you agree well, with me. And I think the Bucks absolutely. figured that out. And I got the Bucks for this against Kansas City. Well, just even to piggyback off that point, you know, Goodwin is, is just as good as a wide receiver, even though he hasn't been a, he hasn't been in that much. But, uh, you know, he deserves the, you know, the catches, too. And so. It's it, it kind of perplexed me that they even got Antonio Brown, um, you know, just for the future terms. But um, yeah, very interesting. Um, so when uh, I, I'm, I don't I don't think that I think the Tampa Bay is a great comeback team or you know good uh, off of a loss, but um, you know good enough to to play at Kansas City's level is, is my question. So i i'm I'm gonna have to go with uh you know Kansas City just on the fact that I think that um the Tampa Bay still is trying to find out their their uh you know their chemistry in their locker room you know they have a lot of young uh, uh upper level players you know upper echelon players you know like devin white but he's still won two years in the league you know it's it's a lot to have a voice in a locker room to to say how things should be so I think they're still trying to find their identity um uh and uh yeah so I feel like um the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna come out with this game all right. Uh, Piers, Jeff feels the same way you do, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, half of me is trying to trying to play catch up, but it's probably I'm probably going to dig myself a deeper hole. But there's only one or two ways I know how to do it. So just That's pick right. the games that are the most fun and the most. The um, Brady's my boyfriend. You know, I'm, I might have to dump him if he keeps if he keeps acting like this. If he keeps misbehaving. Tough schedule, you know man. <laughs> AFC East never been this hard ever. That's true. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. Think about that stacked team, and yet they're not even the best in their division <laughs> mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. without even without I, breeze you know and they kept stacking guys like leonard fournette and yeah. gronk and you know i'm at this team but even before the season people were saying we're a super bowl contender that was before gronk before leonard fournette uh, i mean i don't know exactly what they saw in this team they had no tight end presence outside of him <laughs> oh, so man. Uh, i might try to shoot out oj howard but man you know <laughs> Yeah, you know, all the touchdowns are going to Mike Evans and, you know, yeah, trying not to for my fantasy Antonio team, Brown. Not my, not That's another guy that can team. ask for some 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 catches. <laughs> if I told you Robert Woods was going to get more, from the Rams, is going to get more fantasy points than Mike Evans, you would have told me to get, to go to the, what is it, the, the Sports Debate Tuesday headquarters and get drug tested, okay? I'm a P, I'm a P hot, okay? All right, so listen, short show today, guys. We're going to do quick question, uh, but first we have one, and I'm dropping this on you like a bomb, my poor Rob McLean, for this section of sh to shame or not to shame. Shame, shame, shame. 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 So, Rob, to shame or not to shame, the Seminoles of Florida State cancel their game 
against Clemson due to COVID concerns. Clemson coach is not happy, said his team was ready and it should be a forfeit. So the shame or no shame question is, is it to shame or not to shame the Clemson coach for his comments? Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, I'm hoping to preface this with uh, that he, of course, felt you know, it's bad that the players were, you know, COVID uh, positive and that, um, you know, there was some <clears throat> humanitarian, uh, you know, respect there for, for the coaches. But past that, um, I think that's up to, I think that's why it's so difficult. I mean, I don't think it should be a forfeit uh, if they can't replay it. I think it should just be, uh, you know, taken away from, you know, their ranking, you know, to be into the, into the, um, into the football. It's very difficult. I don't, I don't think there's a lot you can do. Um, I think they just got kind of have to call it a forfeit. You know, it's the same for everybody. Yeah. For it's me, I, I go shame on the coach, but uh, at that point it has to be a forfeit because there's too many moving parts. You're already there. You're flying. You're ready to fly there. But um, uh, shame on the coach saying that, you know, oh, the, he didn't want to play us and all that stuff. I mean, there are, there are, you're, you're a coach and you're not a doctor. And I hate to say that. I really hate saying that, Rob, because I really hate saying that because I don't think you have to be a doctor. Or, or a lawyer or whatever to, to actually comment on something. I think if you do your research and if you follow um, people who are experts in their fields and you parrot their sentiments, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't think uh, that this head coach needs to be a doctor to say what he, ha what he has to say. But in this case... I think he does. I think you have to. You always have to err on the side of caution. I mean, this this thing. I know it's more younger people are more resistant to it, and I know, and I, I saw some studies about O positive people being more resistant to it. But this thing literally kills people, right? You have four hundred and seventy six deaths today. So you, you can't be playing with people's lives like that for the sake of a football game, for the sake of oh, we had to spend all this money. That's ridiculous. All right, yeah. you have plenty of money, Clemson University. You have plenty of money generated by kids who don't even freaking get to, gets a profit from their likeness, all right? You give them a scholarship, which is expensive. It's a couple, maybe a couple of hundred grand, but pales in comparison to the millions that these kids are bringing in. So, you know, one of my favorite coaches, definitely one of my favorite teams, but watch your mouth. You, you watch, watch your mouth. <laughs> all right, Rob. Last but not least, we're going to go quick question. Quick question, quick question. Rob, quick question. The way Green Bay's playing football, actually, cumulatively this whole year, do they have a shot at winning the Super Bowl? Uh, a shot, but I still think their their defense is uh, not good enough. I say no. I I I mean, it's too, the NFC is too deep. I wouldn't even say a shot. I mean, they're, they're going to have to win two road games to get there. No way in hell. Um, quick question, Rob. Is it time to worry about Lamar Jackson? Definitely. Like I was saying before, I feel like <clears throat> teams are starting to figure out what he can and can't do and, uh, you know, trying to exploit that. Yeah, it's a copycat league, man. And, it, and I say it is time to worry about uh, Lamar Jackson. But this Thursday, he can make liars out of both of us. Who knows? Um, quick question, Rob. Should the Philadelphia Eagles bench Carson Wentz. You know what? Yes. Um, just when I now see what happened to Joe Burrow, you know, uh, I, I think that you have to protect your your guy, and if you're not having a successful se a successful season, see what your backup quarterback can do. You know, take out some of your top wide receivers or your top you know offensive linemen, and, and you know get a better reading on the season. So 
Sorry. You know what? If the Eagles weren't in the NFC East, that, aka the NFC least, I would t- totally agree with you. You, you. you draft someone the first round or Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts or, mm-hmm. or, or late in the first round, wherever he was. But you know he's a quality quarterback. But you draft someone like that to see if he's your guy. And you have to find out sooner or later if he's your guy. So normally you would say bench wins, you know, f- forget this season. But, dude, you are f- – at three and six and one, you are first place <laughs> in the NFC East with a chance to win the title and have a home playoff game. So, only because they're in the NFC East, I say no for now. But let and, me, but let me ask you this, just please, not to go yeah. too far on it. No, let's do it. You know, let's say they make it into the playoffs. Uh-huh. You know, let's say Wentz gets hurt. You know, week 16, 17, trying to get them into the playoffs. You know, they squeak into the playoffs. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs. You know, at the end of the year, the whole thing about making it to playoffs is that you're going to have a chance to play in the Super Bowl. Right. No no team in the NFC East has a chance to make it past the NFC, the wild card game. Like, right. that's just what it is, you know, except yeah. for the division leader. And that guy doesn't have a chance to make it past the next game. Well, Rob, so, it, it wouldn't be the first just what time. It, is. it wouldn't be the first time that the Eagles had a super sub go through the playoffs and take him to the Super Bowl. Yes, okay? but a team that was less than 500 games <laughs> by five games. Uh, we're talking about a possible, like, 10 loss team going into the playoffs, potentially. I like, love your face right now. You're like, dude, let's. You need to go somewhere with this question. <laughs> because on some real, like, I don't want anybody from the NFC East going out. Nobody. Isn't that Giants you... win. We're going home. Look, with seven teams in the playoffs, can't they just treat it like a six and <laughs> give the other right. team a bye? <laughs> yeah, they should. You know, anybody gets hurt uh, playing a playoff game against the NFC East, it's you know, it's a joke. <laughs> That's hilarious. And it's so true. All right, Rob. <laughs> How do I even finish with that? Um, oh, okay. Segway into this. Uh, quick question. Should the, should the Bengals have handled Joe Burry? Or did the Bengals handle Joe Burrow correctly? You want this first? Yeah, I'd say yeah. Uh, you gotta if it's your guy, you gotta let him play as much games as he can. You gotta make him take his lumps. But at the same time, in some of these situations that are blowouts, you gotta know when to take him out. So yes. And yeah, yeah, and and shit happens, and he'll be back. You know, he said you're not gonna yeah, get rid of him that easy. Stuff happens. I don't know if it was coaching or whatnot, but <clears throat> I feel like, you know, I feel like he's an amazing player. I, I feel like we kind of saw what he was capable of doing this year already. You know what I mean? And it's like at the end of the day, you know, five years down the road, imagine Joe Burrow without an MCL tear. You know, and, and I think it's just that you can tell by the way that they're playing, the way that he's like scrapping around. There's a better way to do this. You know what yeah. I mean? That that should be a backup quarterback's job. That's not your franchise number one player. And that's the only problem I have with that is when you draft a, a, a Chase Young number two, mm-hmm. you, you play him all the time. Yeah, because he's not going to get hurt. But when you have a, a smaller guy or let's say a running back you just got first year, or you got a small little quarterback, or you got a you know a slot wide receiver. Why do you think they didn't play Jeff- Justin Jefferson for the first like four games? It's because he needs to get acclimated to the league. It's the same thing with a quarterback. Like these young guys, like Josh Rosen, when yeah. he had his one year in Arizona, man, he'll never be the same. And I'm no, not saying Joe Burrow won't be the same, right, he's but he's gonna be different. Yeah. He's gonna be different. He's gonna have less uh, sense of pressure. You know, he's going to have that little like, you know, monkey on his back. He's got to get off again because 
there were guys running after him. He didn't have a clean pocket. He didn't have an LSU, you know, perfect season where everything is just one throw away from a touchdown, you know. Um, I think that really does affect quarterbacks. You know, it brings down, just like Baker Mayfield, it, br- it brings down that that shield of armor that you bring from successful, um, you know, uh, feats you do in your life. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do you, you think, see, it, it, how much do you think a shortened season had to do with that? Like if they had a full preseason, you think they'd maybe diagnose that better and, and how to handle him? I mean, there was no preseason. That's very high risk for injury. No preseason, but there's been a lot of talk, a lot of discussion about how the preseason is – well, it's already been truncated the last two seasons anyway, where uh, about third or a fourth of the uh, training camp is not no touch. Like you can't touch anybody. There's no non-contact drills. Um, so it's already been changing that direction now that there's been no, no preseason. Uh, I think it actually uh, benefited. I think teams uh, don't physically know how to deal with that impact yet. So we still have to figure out that side of it. But uh, the game looks a lot better. Uh, football looks a lot cleaner. It looks a lot more technical. You know, the teams are, you know, teams that are bad are still putting up good points. You know, they're still playing good games. You know, there's not been huge blowouts because the team's been that bad. And the Bengals have been fun to watch, right? We literally follow this guy every week, man. That's why I'm saying it's like, they're fun to watch, but we know they're going to lose. That's when I, and that's why I say, I think that they handled it incorrectly to a point it would have been so different and so, you know, change the whole uh, dynamic of how to deal with the number one pick. Mm-hmm. But I do believe they weren't going to win games. You know, he was going to get hit more, you know, and yes, he does need his uh, repetitions, but do that for, you know, half a game or put him in for the second half, put him in for three quarters, you know, uh, you know, second, third, fourth, you know, it's just doing that for the whole game, man, for that guy, that little, and you know, he's running around, he's going to get hurt. I, I just feel that, you know, cool. if Tua, I would say the same thing for Tua. Yep. If he was in a situation where he'd have to run around and move around, especially him, because he's not necessarily in the greatest bill of health, I would say not to bench him, but be ready to put Robin uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in, you know, be ready to, you know, have that second guy get in there, keep the drill. Even if you don't score, just don't let that guy get hurt. Clean up everything else around the game and then let get him back in there, you know, Definitely. for the first year, for two years. You know, I'm not saying for his career, but be smarter, you know, yeah. I think. So for me, it's a yes. And for you, it's an emphatic um, no, they did not handle it well. Very good, Rob. Mm-hmm. Quick question. A um, couple of more left. Um, can the Saints win the division with Taysom Hill? Uh, no. I, I say so. yes. I say yes. I think they got a good head start. And I think um, I don't know if there's such a such a thing as keep away ball in a division, but I think that if there is, that's a, I, I think they got it, you know. And they're they're rushing with him too, 168 yards rushing. You know, he he actually rushed for two touchdowns, 18 to 23, not bad for a start, right? 18 to 23, 233 yards no, passing. I don't think um, it's bad. I just you know I think that's you know Lamar Jackson land. You know, it's a poor man's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and it's know? a copycat league, right? They're going to figure this it kid is. out sooner than later. Very soon. Yeah, hey. You know? and, and they've been doing that play for four or five years now, you know. They, you know, and now they're going to run an entire scheme around it. That's uh, <clears throat> very, uh, very different of Sean Payton. All right, check it out. I'm going to give you four four draft picks, and, and, and mm. we'll just do a yes or no on these, right? Edwards goes number okay. one to the T-Wolves. Uh, like yes or no, good or bad? Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, like, thumb, like a thumbs up? No, bad, bad. I okay. don't like that. Okay. I yeah. go I go 
Um, thumbs up. I go good. Uh, LaMelo Ball going to the Hornets. Thumbs up or thumbs uh, down? Good. Yeah, I think they need an influx of you know talent. I don't think he's that good, though. I say thumb, thumbs down. He needed to be. He needed to be in an assistant where his brother was. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down? Warriors take Wiseman with the second pick. Huge thumbs up. You know, steal. Uh, <laughs> huge thumbs up. Yeah, in light of the fact Clay Thompson might be out for the whole season again. I mean, yeah, it's, but it's, hey, maybe we'll know. see some real basketball again. Some 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 big man type things. Thumbs up or thumbs down? You're gonna appreciate this. Ob to, uh, Toppin out of Dayton. With the New York, I Knicks. mean, thumbs up, best player available. Too yeah. old to really uh, do mm. that much in the long term, but we don't need long term for Knicks. We need success. He, he know, went. So. He went the eighth round. I said an emphatic thumbs up. This kid said he will do anything to help New York win. He is a yeah, New York product, and he yeah. was. You never see a team emotionally almost crying to go with a bunch of, to go with a loser ass team like the New York Knicks. <laughs> this kid wants in. You build. You yeah. build something, and I know. And at this, he's a big man in a guard's game, but I, I really don't buy that all the time. I think I think the Golden State Warriors were kind of an anomaly. It's not really that much of a guard's game. It's a two two guards game, like you know, like Kawhi Leonard or whatever. But at the end of the day, man, those playoff teams to, get, to actually get to the conference finals, man, you need that big guy. I mean, look at look at all the guards that didn't succeed. Look at the Houston Rockets. They had three guys that could shoot last year and and, and got nowhere. You know, oh. look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right? I mean. So it's not, I mean, I'm not taking these anomalies and be like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to shoot like freaking Clay or like um, Curry. Come on, stop. Stop that. Yes, yeah, true. Would, would you say? I mean, I, I love OB Toppin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that he's, you know, let's say the offensive Draymond Green, right? He's very intense. He's got that, you know, that motor. But, you know, he's maybe on the offensive side instead of the defensive side. That's, you know. And he's a Thibodeau guy. Want. That's a yeah, Thibodeau I, guy, man. What? Yeah. Yeah, smart, strong. Yeah, I mean that's that's and and Thibodeau, yeah, gonna make everybody on that team a defensive player, right? So if you and I think that's a great uh, idea too, getting offensive players into defensive systems. You know, now you have dual threats. You know, you have the ability to you know play as a team and then win as a team. So, wow, cool, I love that. Man. Well, that's all I got for quick question. Guys, we got to bounce up out of here. We got a shortened episode, but like I said, quality over quantity. And I'm not going to say anything at the end. I just want Rob to do his Russell Simmons-like um, farewell. Go ahead, Rob. Be good, y'all. Be good. <laughs> that's right. Again, Rob loves you, and I think I love you guys as well, okay? For Rob, keep it McLean McLean. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 43 of Sports Debate Tuesday. Have a very happy Thanksgiving and stuff your freaking faces, all right? We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optionvb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.